Welcome to the Third Variable Podcast. I'm the host, L.F. Speller, and you can find this show on soundcloud.com slash 3rdvariable and wherever most podcasts are found. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google. Hit those up, you'll be able to find the show. The podcast is called Third Variable because when thinking about why things are the way they are, there's often an additional influence or variable impacting what's going on that's worth considering. These will be my thoughts. You can feel free to share yours with the show's Twitter and Instagram at 3RDVariable. And the email is 3RDVariablePodcast at gmail.com. So you can send feedback, questions, responses, and we'll talk about this together. So quick shout out to the folks who followed over on Instagram. So we got Boss Lady underscore 1908, Christiane Rice, Easy Lucky Free underscore, Daniel.speller, that crafty chick, of course. Shout out to the wifey. And of course, the follower, Rebecca the Band, who, by the way, quick plug, is releasing an EP. And that's my sister, my younger sister. And so we will have her on the show for sure, doing a little bit of an interview slash playing a few samples if she's cool with that slash shout out to you. I didn't tell you that yet, but (laughs) we'll talk about it. We'll have a conversation and that'll happen soon. So just a quick uh, podcast really for today. I don't really have it in me to just freely flow off the cuff like I might usually do. I usually in my notes here just have an outline and then I go from there and I talk about the different topics and I try to monitor my time, of course. But um, I kind of wrote out some ideas and thoughts. Um, So I'll read those and then I'll get into the other sections and portions of what's going on. Just some updates about me. Um, So right now, 2020 is really turning up. Um, not only dealing with this COVID-19 pandemic, but also with a lot of the unrest that America is facing, so much so um, and driven by the deaths of people like George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery most recently, um, which precipitated the failure of the system to adequately use its resources to apprehend and at least arrest and even charge the offending officers um, in a reasonable amount of time as was felt by the people. And by the people, I mean citizens. And by citizens, I mean those people who are also out in the streets protesting. And of course, this is precipitating, these protests are precipitating riots. And of course, this shifts the direction from what the protests were highlighting and the conversations people were having to now focusing on the violence and and, um, the terror that people are experiencing, uh, which is unfortunate because these things are cyclical and the violence and the death often precedes actual change in America more often than not uh, via black bodies that are Uh, slain and blood that runs the streets. So in dealing with that, the pandemic, we're getting ready to move. And I'll talk about that in a second, as well as, um, oh yeah, my dissertation defense that's pending. Uh, There's just a lot going on. So I had this to say, so I wrote this out. So on Twitter, I have a thread where I'm talking about being tired of explaining and teaching to folks about social issues. And I think it was just the warring parts of myself to be still for a minute and feel what I feel, to pray, and to think about what's happening before engaging with other folks. 
So I think that soon enough I'll be ready to get back into the conversation. And I have a growing hope and um, something that I'm looking forward to that hopefully I can get out in the streets and join folks. But as of now, I mean, COVID is kind of like trying to decide whether or not I want to face the uh, disease of racism or the disease of COVID-19. So right now I'm picking the battle of using whatever platforms I can as I shelter in place and focus on wrapping up my dissertation. But I'm not going to stop talking about it and I'm not going to stop using my voice to be heard. And I'm expecting that in the future I will uh, use the platforms that I have, the education that I have, to uh, elevate even more people and their struggles as we try to unite and unify and become what it is that I think that America was trying to say they were wanting to do, despite their actual behaviors and such. And more than being able to say, I can't breathe in solidarity with those killed by police in the streets, we can also say it as an analogy to the lack of access to wealth for many folks. 140 million living in poverty, living in conditions rated as poor, figuratively because of the suffocating, life-impacting conditions we are left in as a result of that, And literally because of a lack of concern for the health of America's citizens, with COVID-19 being a virulent pest that literally affects the lungs and one's capacity for life breath. And also literally because of the deployment of the crowd control chemicals used on peaceful protesters. Is this to say that there are no acts of violence or unlawful acts being carried out? No. And frankly, I don't feel the need to call out something (laughs) from a general standpoint, I don't feel the need to call out something and have to praise something else at the same time. I believe that not only are we capable of handling two different types of contexts and understand what's going on, I think as adult humans, we are also capable of highlighting what's going wrong without always needing to pad the feelings of folks and talk about what also is going right. But there are other ways to interact with folks. And I'm hard-pressed to believe that the donning on of gear and weapons for warfare and self-defense against citizens who are peacefully gathering and protesting, as is afforded to them by their, consti- by their federal and state constitutional rights. We have issues. 
and we have this feedback loop, this positive feedback loop where everything is gearing up and folks are ready for a conflict and ready for armed conflict and ready for intervention by the police, by the sheriffs, the state troopers, the National Guard even. And so this is why I wanted to talk about two main points here, power and fear. So some folks don't seem to understand anything about what's going on in front of their senses. Perhaps it is because they dwell comfortably in enclaves of privilege and protection and normally are able to freely and with lasting certainty control what happens around them. Perhaps it is because they lack a perspective from which to view a circumstance in which they do not have power, which would be hypothetical for them and not their neighbor. More and more people are experiencing what it means to be uncared for, forgotten, and disposable in a system that is supposedly for the people, in a reality-shifting assault against the consciousness, folks are also recognizing that the system is actually working as intended. And when they are marginalized, something happens in them. And I'd argue that should be happening in all humans once we actually recognize what is happening. And that's empathy. An emotion powerful enough to shift hearts and minds. The great antagonizer, however, to empathy is apathy birthed from distance created from the abuse of economic power. But fair warning, speak of economics and ill will may befall you as it did our slain leaders. Power. This is about power. And when this power is put in jeopardy and it's taken from the hands of the people, arguably was it ever, and placed in the hands dynastically. Career politicians, people who are a part of great industries and commerce, people who are in favor of unfettered capitalism. What happens when that's put in jeopardy? Their fear is intensified. Perhaps it is painful, worrisome, and anxiety-inducing for imaginations to take form in which they are not in power. Imaginations where the control does not belong to those whom they inherently trust for whatever reason. And I'm seeing these same kinds of sentiments and confusion from folks as they have displayed six to seven years ago on my own personal social media feeds. Which to me is demonstrating either a lack of growth or a lack of understanding, a lack of connection, effective distancing, economically, socially, spiritually. Some of these posts I'm seeing are feigning care and concern with moral and religious pleas and yet identifying with and subscribing to based on their reactions, their tapbacks, their likes, their retweets, their reshares. 
of, antithet of antithetical posts elsewhere. Afraid of what a new system of actual equality may look like for those who previously propped up this raggedy experiment in federalized democracy. Afraid of retaliation from those who were formerly powerless, raining down and causing mayhem and chaos on the islands of wealth and comfort they've created. Fear of losing all that they built atop the gristle and bone and sinew and flesh of the disenfranchised. Race and racism in all its socially constructed terrorism is a mighty catalyst used in conjunction with power and fear to keep folks where they are. Perhaps we've had enough. So these are some of the thoughts that I've been having, and hopefully they were understandable. Hopefully they were meaningful. Um, like I said, it's just been kind of a, a dump, if you will. And, and because this is my podcast, I figured I'd just <laughs> share it here. Um, and what's crazy is that people will have this interesting relationship that they'd like to put in place here, right? We talk about ideas and things and, and third variables. Well, I believe that you can maintain these sentiments and still be highly patriotic. In fact, in fact, I would argue that if you do not consider this, if you don't consider these things that are happening, how can one consider themselves patriotic? This is an unsustainable disease that has been eating away at the core of this of these United States for quite a long time and we're seeing the effects we're seeing the symptoms ramp up and if folks truly do love this country the way that they claim to then they would be willing to take a look at the underlying conditions in order to fix it such that this great democracy and the ideals upon which it stands or stood can be maintained and lifted up. But that will require some honesty and some introspection. And perhaps those are what's lacking. Perhaps there's a lack of character that exists and is being excused. But I don't know. I'm starting to go off script and I didn't want to do that too much because I didn't want this to be a completely rant type situation. But you know what? I suppose sometimes that's what the situations in life call for. In other news, we're moving. Cat's out of the bag. The bird is set free. The dog is running down the street. If that's a metaphor, I don't think it is, but we'll come up with one. Maybe. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we're moving to New Mexico. And I got a I got an offer to work at a university 
as an assistant professor in this awesome dream come true. I am ready to celebrate, but I have put that on hold completely because I still have to finish my dissertation. So that's what I'm trying to do and concentrate on this summer as the pandemic rages, as well as the uh, soul of America is being searched for. Um, so hopefully after writing out my thoughts and sharing these thoughts out via this podcast, I can be able to concentrate a bit more on what's going on and process things a little bit better. I know for sure I'm about to read a little bit of this, uh, the good book after uh, I close this uh, recording equipment down. But we are in the midst of organizing, packing, and spending lots and lots of money on this move. The wife uh, has been incredible in this, uh, in her putting herself in the position of organizing the pack and cleaning up a lot of stuff. And we're getting rid of this and we're giving away that. And all. it's just, it's a lot of work. And um, she is kind of spearheading that effort. Um, and I'm very much grateful to have her do that. Um, and so whenever it is that I can get to a point where I am ready to send off the document, I can fully engage over the next couple of weeks with packing and, and sorting and such as well. And then we'll be driving the truck out West to start the new adventure. The boys know, and they are enthusiastic, but also uh, somewhat sentimental about the place where we've been living for these for their whole life, at least. Um, and it's going to be an interesting adventure. It's going to be, uh, I know that I will miss the folks, the relationships, the normalcy of what was created here in Columbus, Ohio. Um, but then as we move to New Mexico, things will change. So yeah, so that's new. Um, oh yeah, and of course... <laughs> There's been this giant tree in the neighbor's yard all these years that we've stayed here. It's been about eight years. Yeah, eight years we've been here. And out of all those years and all those branches that have broken and fallen from this giant tree, none of them have dropped and done any significant to our vehicles except the other day. Like last week, a branch or something fell off the tree it looks like and hit my windshield to the point that now I have to get it repaired which is a pain because it has one of those little tent eyebrow strips at the top but so far it looks like it's going to be easier than I thought because through the insurance company it looks like the glass company can just repair it and not replace the windshield which means maybe I can keep the same windshield and they repair it and get it together and then I don't have to worry about retinting it which would be awesome because that's just one more thing to have to do before we leave, because where we're going is uh, rural, and it's a couple of hours in either direction from any major metro- metropolis, so, yeesh. Um, but nevertheless, um, that's going to get taken care of, and it's just like, really? Out of all these years and all these different cars we've had that sat in that position, you, the tree decides to hit my favorite car <laughs> uh, that I've had so far in my life, Uh a couple of weeks before we move, but you know, it is what it is. And now moving on to what's really good. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Hey. What's, what's, what's really good? Hey. Hey. 
So, what's really good in my world? Well, activism has been alive and well, and it is thriving at the moment. You'll love to see it. Space Force, the show on Netflix, dropped this past Friday, uh, starring Steve Carell and a bunch of other folks. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, My wife told me that not a lot of people were enjoying it, I guess, on the internet. I haven't seen any reviews, but apparently they aren't really caring for it as much. It's somewhat reminiscent of The Office and Parks and Rec, somewhat, Um, but it's more like the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and its execution without all of the extra um, lighthearted soundtracking that they use for transitions and comedic effect and stuff. Um, So I can kind of see that if people were expecting some of the office, but via the space force, then how they might be taken aback. But you know, maybe that's why you should go in to viewing experiences with little to no expectation, huh? 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 Either way, I'm enjoying it. Um, We fell asleep on some of the episodes. It's like 10 roughly half-hour episodes. Um, And so, you know, you can check those out. Um, It's it's fun TV, so we got to go back and see where we left off. Comics. Those seem to be coming back, um, which is cool, because they stopped production or printing of those, I guess you can say, and releasing of new issues um, because of the pandemic. But now it looks like they're slowly starting to come back and and post release dates for certain issues. Uh, I still have way too many to catch up on. I've got trades and trade paperbacks, which is like a collection of comic book issues, because usually they tell a comic book story arc over a six-issue period, and then they will later combine all six of those issues into what's called a trade paperback. So I have digital versions of those and a couple of physical copies as well. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles just had recently uh, an important event around their issue 100 or so. So I wanted to read those two arcs. Um, but yeah, I've got tons and tons of arcs and digital comics and stuff that I need to catch up on. So I'll be doing that. And because of the pandemic and because we're moving, I just switched to 100% digital comics. So every comic every comic I get from now on, on um, unless it's like a Black Panther type deal situation, um, I'll have to find a way to get those mailed to me. But other than that, I'm just going to stick to digital comics. Um, I've been tussling for years, um, over the fact that I don't want to carry a bunch of long boxes, those long white boxes that people store comics in. I don't want to deal with those. I don't want to haul those around. Similarly, I don't want to deal with digital, uh, movies. I mean, uh, uh, physical movies, but that kind of hits a little bit differently. So I think I want to keep a couple of collected box sets, a couple of special Blu-rays or something. But other than that, the mediums are just moving to digital. And that's kind of where it is. So books, movies, TV shows, music. I'm already 100% digital on that. As well as my comic books. Like, everything seems to be moving digital, which is fine, I guess. Especially for storage reasons. Um, I'll still have my um, actual music printed sheet music and things for when I play the piano. But other than that, you know, uh, that's kind of it. Which also means no more local shop for now. I didn't really see one down in the place we're moving to. There might be one or two that have comic books or something, but it'll all just be easier. And, you know, it's just, it's just time, I guess. Um, another, what's really good. I'm about to go eat.
probably going to put some sausage, eggs, and pancakes on the menu because your boy's hungry. So with that, this has been an episode of the Third Variable Podcast. You can email the show at 3rdvariablepodcast at gmail.com. Catch the podcast on SoundCloud and all the other places we told you you can find it. You can reach the show via Twitter and Instagram at 3rdvariable. And my personal handle on Twitter and Instagram is at datsightguy. Yeah, that's right. D with a, uh, That with a D. D-A-T-P-S-Y-C-H-G-U-Y. When you tweet about the show, when you gram about the show, <laughs> be sure to use the hashtag 3VP. And we out. <laughs>